At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts i'm saleha mosin and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for listening to the Covino and Rich podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Covino and Rich at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. All right, we're not the only ones hanging out. John Ramos is here. Jason Stewart is here. Isaac Lohengron keeping all of us up to date on what the latest is. And the latest Aaron Torres is happening in Buffalo. We'll get to that in a second, but I want to tell you that we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I also think, Aaron, we should give ourselves a standing ovation. Okay. You want to know why? I'm, I'm always down. show but... has not even started. Sure. But we are not leading the show today with some fake Damian Lillard story. Oh. I think everyone should rise to their feet. What does this mean for the West? You mean the unsourced report about, oh, you know, Pelicans really moving up the, the, the to- you know, like that, that's like I get. So I get that Damian Lillard is the biggest story in sports right now. But like when there's credible information out there. When a coach, an agent, a front office member speaks. But I love the, and I don't want to to turn this into a Damian Lillard segment, I promise. Don't do it. Don't do it. I just love when we in the media is like, oh, you know, this guy reported that two unnamed sources said. Like, I could just tell you, Dan, and and I know you have contacts in our, our industry, and I do too. Two unnamed sources that's a very vague like you could be talking to the assistant of the assistant of the of the third assistant on the bench and like uh, like I said 
when Damian Lillard speaks, when his agent speaks, when Pat Riley speaks, when Joe Cronin speaks, that's one thing. I just don't need the, you know, so-and-so is reporting that unnamed sources say. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of unnamed sources across the league. Not all of them are credible, and not all of them make for credible reports. I, uh, I, I just, I was trying to think today, all right, where, where could we go? And I wanted to do a topic of not talking about Damian Lillard. I think I actually put that, I sent that to you guys of, of, of not talking about it. But you're right, you're trying to, we understand that there's not a lot going on right now. There's different things that are, you know, happening in the world of sports, but nothing really major. So you're still waiting for this, you know, this big trade bomb to drop, if you will, in the NBA. But yeah, if you're just hearing a little inkling here, a little inkling there, I don't think it's enough to dominate the conversation. You know what I do think should dominate the conversation, though? Lay it on me. What do you got? Josh Allen talking with Bussin' with the boys about what actually went down at mandatory minicamp last month in Buffalo. If you remember, Stefan Diggs was, well, according to head coach Sean McDermott, not present at minicamp, left the minicamp. And then we heard that, no, Diggs was there for the meetings the day before, was there in the morning, and then ended up leaving. Sean McDermott says he's very concerned. Players tried to downplay it. But Josh Allen kind of revealed, pulled the curtain back a little bit about what actually happened last month. And while he tried to downplay it, Aaron Torres, I think he kind of blew the cover up. This was Josh Allen on Bussin' with the Boys. I love him. That's my guy. The media has blown this so far out of proportion, right? Like we we are in rookie or mini camp. We're not playing a game for four months. He doesn't show up one day. He's still there. You know, coach asked him to to go home. We were in talks and discussions of trying to trying to resolve some things, and it wasn't anything major. And media just blew it up. And they're still talking about it. She's like, mm-hmm. let it go, let it go. There's there's no reason to continue talking about it. He was on the field with us the next day. It was not a big deal. Wrong. I think it's a really big deal. Nothing has gone nothing has gone right for the Buffalo Bills uh, this offseason, except they finalize that they're getting a new stadium. Like that is, they, there's still questions at the running back position. The last time we saw them in uniform, Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen were yelling at each other. The next time, seemingly, when we saw Stephon Diggs, he was mad at the team. Like it is, it has not been a good offseason. And I would just like to know when when and and I like Josh Allen as a player. I think he's a great player. I don't know him personally at all. But when we say, like, it's just July, like, like what Super Bowl champ just had a kind of a mess of an offseason? And maybe mess is too strong of a word, but where you had these rumblings, you had this current. When did we have a Super Bowl champion, a Super Bowl contender, have to deal with that sort of stuff? And I can't remember Aaron Torres. That's why I think this is a big deal. Yeah, and I think it's a big deal because something I I even remember talking with you about this last summer, Dan, is that a lot was anointed of the Buffalo Bills before they really accomplished anything. And I remember talking to you at this time last year again about, you know, have we ever had a team? like, Like, keep in mind, the Buffalo Bills, their best playoff finish with this particular group was an AFC championship game where they got obliterated. And then I understand the following year, which obviously led into last offseason, they were within 13 seconds of winning at Arrowhead, beating the Kansas City Chiefs, going to the Super Bowl. Kansas City was in an offseason where they lost Tyreek Hill. I get why there was hype last offseason, but they were the preseason Super Bowl favorites, Dan, the Buffalo Bills. 
And so I think this is the first time where, where, as you said, there's real turmoil. There's people asking tough questions. There's clearly some sort of turmoil behind the scenes. And I think we've kind of gone past that honeymoon phase with the Buffalo Bills where it's just, okay, this is what they are going to be. And guys and girls in our business are starting to say, okay, this is who they have been, and now it's time for them to prove it to us. And so I think you're starting to feel a little bit of that pressure in some of these comments, whether it's Sean McDermott's initial comments, him recanting a lot of it the following day, or Josh Allen trying to tell all of us in the media that we're blowing it totally out of proportion uh, when Sean McDermott was obviously the one that made us aware of all this as it was. I have been high on the Buffalo Bills uh, up until this point. Up until this offseason, I, I thought that a Super Bowl was in their future. I thought everything was going to be great for the Buffalo Bills, and I may have been wrong. Your comments there and the comments that you made months ago, when, when did it When did it kind of like, I don't want to say dawn on you, were you always like a, a non-believer or I'll believe it when I see it sort of thing with the Bills? Why, why were you on one side of the coin and I feel like I was on the other side of the coin with Buffalo? I, I don't know that I was anti-Buffalo. Um, I just I just said to myself, and I said on these airwaves uh, right around a year ago, I said, I just don't ever remember any team in any sport that hasn't even made the finals. Obviously, that would be the NBA Finals, mm-hmm. the World Series, the Super Bowl, that is anointed as the favorite. The favorite. And so that was my only question. And then, obviously, I think last season speaks for itself, where you win the division, but... I still go back to, Dan, uh, you know, everyone focuses on what happened against Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals at home. I go back to the week before. You're playing the Miami Dolphins at home. Skylar Thompson is the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins, and you really had to hold on for dear life in that game. I think this is all a trickle-down effect. But to answer your question directly, I'm not going to sit here and say that I, I'm so, you know, I had some brilliant opinion and I, I was standing on this desk you know, saying mm-hmm. that there was zero percent chance the Bills were going to win, I did just find it interesting because I couldn't think of another example in which the team that was favored to win had never even made it to the finals as a collective group, let alone actually won a title. Yeah, that's fair. That's I I get that. I was critical of Jason Tatum when he said, "Now he knows what it takes to win an NBA title." Exactly. Yeah. When yeah, <laughs> exactly. this past year, and we we saw how that worked out for Boston. Uh, it didn't work out for Boston. The part, the other part of this that is. Again, may not seem like a big deal. I don't care if it's July. I don't care if it's April. Just this stuff to me just doesn't happen to this just doesn't happen to Super Bowl winning teams. This stuff doesn't pop up. And to not have Josh Allen and Sean McDermott telling the same story tells me that there's a little bit of a of a disconnect. Like we had Sean McDermott, again, used the phrase very concerned talking last month um, about the Stefan Diggs situation and basically said that he was not there. And the reason, you know, he's very concerned because he's not there. Sean McDermott was obviously covering up in saying that he had sent Stefan Diggs home, didn't give the reason why he sent him home, but I think tried to say, yeah, we're concerned, whatever that reason was. So Josh Allen now doesn't have the story straight and then tries to blame the media, which I'm sure Josh Allen would say that this is the perfect example of the media blowing this out of proportion. But this story doesn't isn't what is being said by the head coach in the organization. And to me, that's also a bit of a of a disconnect of 
How do you not have your stories straight if it's not that big of a deal? If it's not that big of a deal, shouldn't everybody be on the same page? Shouldn't Stefan Diggs be saying the same thing? Shouldn't shouldn't everybody be saying the same thing of what happened if it wasn't really a big deal? Just maybe having opposite opinions on it. And so when he when he says that Sean McDermott sent Stefan Diggs home, or he said the coach sent him home, and I assume he's meant uh, meaning McDermott. I just think that's a big deal because McDermott didn't release that information, and now it shows that you're trying to cover up maybe some of the problems, which Josh Allen didn't do a good job of in talking with Bustle with the boys. No, I agree 100%, and I just think it speaks to, again, um, something's, th- there's just something not right. And I know that in the last month or so they've tried to um, you know, give off the impression that everything's going great and Sean McDermott got an extension and the GM got an extension, but – you know, you really go back to everything since that night at Arrowhead Stadium where they nearly beat the the, the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game a few seasons ago. Um, and I, I guess just what I would say, or the second round, I keep saying AFC Championship game, it was the second round, obviously, because that led to the iconic, uh, you know, Joe Burrow comeback at Arrowhead mm-hmm. Stadium. So I apologize for anybody listening for that. But I bring it up to just say that I think you can go back to that moment in time and then everything that has happened since, and it is so obvious that something is not right. Whether it's because Brian Dable left and the offense is sputtered, what you know they were hot and cold all last season. Um, you know, again that 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 game against the Miami Dolphins when Skylar Thompson was almost able to lead them to victory in the playoffs, the way it ended, or the off-season conversation that continues. I don't know what it is. But whether it is this specific conversation, that whatever it is, something is not right. And I think to your point, Dan, not everybody's on the same page, right? Like, like, like if mm-hmm. something big happens, you know, like let's just use this as an example, right? What is what is the conversation always out of New England? Is that nobody does a better job of letting his players know, hey, there's one message and it comes from me than Bill Belichick. And we can criticize Belichick for this, that, the other thing. But you don't, I don't ever remember anything like this as an example coming out of New England where – Brady says this, but Belichick says this, or Belichick says this, but Randy Moss says this, or whatever, and it just speaks to, I think, what both of us are saying. What you're saying is, clearly, it is a bigger deal because these two guys don't have a story, their stories together, and I think it just feeds into exactly what I'm saying, which is, I don't know what it is, but this is another symptom of something not quite being right uh, with that organization right now. I could even give it a pass, Aaron, if it was... Let's just say, you know, a punt returner is on a podcast. Yeah. And says, yeah, coach sent him home. And then you're like, oh, geez, he he let the cat out of the bag. But you'd have to think that the person that Sean McDermott talks the most to of any of the players is his star quarterback. Mm -hmm. And to have that line of communication be broken or not have the uh, clarity that they wanted to provide. Yeah, it tells you something. I, I threw out this theory, Aaron, and. It it's did it about a month ago. We were talking about it at the at the U.S. Open when we were we were at L.A. Country Club and Sam Farmer, the NFL, uh, you know, covers the NFL for the L.A. Times, had joined uh, the Doug Gottlieb show when we were we were live from the U.S. Open, and I had provided a theory that week about the Buffalo Bills in saying I thought that the Demar Hamlin situation really really played a bigger effect on the mm-hmm. team emotionally. Interesting. And so I thought like these emotions of why Stefan Diggs was so demonstrative and in, in, in yelling and having the words that he had uh, with Josh Allen during that Bengals loss, 
I think there was just there was a, there was a lot spent during that that month, and understandably yeah. so. You almost had a, had a teammate pass away. Hamlin is now back. Hamlin's back on the field. He's taking part through mini camps. He's working his way back. He's healed in essence. He's 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 back to where he was. I don't think that those emotions and the scars and stuff that may have come out because of that scenario have necessarily healed in Buffalo. Hmm. And now to to hear this disconnect, it, I, I don't know if there's a correlation. I just use the, the term if there's sometimes a, 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 when there's a death in the family, sometimes, you know, the closest ones don't necessarily get along because emotions are so raw and so, you know, so hot and you're feeling you know, that certain way. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't fault the Buffalo Bills for having those those sort of fe- feelings. And that's why I think it kind of came to a head maybe with Stefan Diggs. We don't know the real story. Don't know if it's contract. We had heard that he wants more of a say in play calling, but he's one of the most targeted wide receivers in the NFL on a team that doesn't have a running game. I don't know what more he would want and, or what he would say in there, but just not a lot is adding up. One and one is not making two in Buffalo right now. And last quick thought is you mentioned you would think, and I would think, and I think everybody listening would think that no player probably has a more direct line of communication with Sean McDermott than Josh Allen. Well, let's take Josh Allen's own words. Stefan Diggs is supposedly his boy. You know, he's mentioned uh, – at the time of this incident and then on the Bustin' with the Boys podcast, that's my guy. This is that. This is that. Well, again, the communication between Diggs and Allen isn't great either in addition to Allen and and uh, and Sean McDermott. And again, I think it speaks, in my opinion, there's something very clearly not right there. Today's Covino and Rich show brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. He is neither Covino nor Rich. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for CNR today. Get Aaron on, tor- on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. Hey, thanks for listening to the Covino and Rich podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Covino and Rich at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Covino and Rich here, and whether you're headed to a campus to see some college baseball, meet up with old friends, or show off the alma mater to your kids, spring is prime time in college towns. And if you're planning a trip, two words for you, graduate hotels. There's no better place to stay. You know we're fans. We were at the Nashville location, and it was sweet. Definitely recommend it. So listen, when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. And hey, if you're already looking ahead to college football season, you could book rooms at Graduate Hotel this fall as well. But we'll warn you, reservations for those big weekends fill up fast, so go there sooner than later. Head to graduatehotels.com. And again, up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com.
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Camino and Rich at Fox Sports Radio. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer. And thank goodness Aaron Torres is with me because he's going to clear something up for me. At least I, I hope he, he can. Because I am, I am actually uh, flummoxed, if that could be the phrase, mm. uh, about a story we're going to talk about before we go and chat with Mark Medina about the happenings in the NBA. And, yeah, there'll probably be a Damian Lillard question or two. But not a Damian Lillard topic today. There's not a <laughs> Damian Lillard topic in Cavino and Rich. The topic that I do want to talk about, Aaron – is the charge rule in the NBA because the summer league is now going to be a trial run, if you will, a test run for some of the charge rules that will take place in the uh, in the NBA. Basically, in-game flopping. It's what we're what we're talking about. If a flopping penalty is assessed by game officials, the opposing team will be awarded one free throw. That's what's going to go on in, in the summer leagues. A player who commits a flop will be asserted a non-unsportsmanlike technical foul. That does not count as a personal foul or lead to ejection. Officials will not be required to stop live play to call a flopping violation. They can wait until the next neutral opportunity to stop play. So you wouldn't see a whistle if there was a, a flop um, that wasn't called. But that's like... I guess that's part of part of my issue, and it goes back to the charge call with this. I, I just feel this is where I'm caught, Aaron, and, and, and I, I need your assistance to, to clarify this for me. The charge call, I think, is overcalled in basketball. Pro game, I know you feel that way in the college game. I think it's called way too much. It's easy to call a charge, especially when a team's got a run going and they're trying to come back and a team's going to try to score a bucket, charge all going the other way. The fans absolutely, absolutely love that. But in terms like, am I missing something here where I just, do, do do we need to review this stuff? Shouldn't flops just go? Or if it is a flop, it could be, you know, an actual defensive foul I'm just I, I don't know what I'm I'm missing. I don't know that we need to go to these steps to have preva- to have players to stop flopping to help the referees. I just think that the referees should know whether it's a flop or not. I, I I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just so confused and I'm I'm mixing a flop and a charge together. But to me it just is like it's like when the NFL wanted to add like another ref because they couldn't get the, the pass interference penalty right. It's like, well just get better refs. Or, you know, figure out better angles to do it. Do you need another person or do you need – that's what I think is going on here. So I – and I, again, I'm going to use my background in college basketball on this one – is that, one, I agree with you. And two, in, in college football – this or college, college football, college basketball, this was the issue where um, too many – you know, too many questionable block charge calls, then, then there's a flopping concern and all that – and what ended up happening was what they did was they basically put a flop rule in where essentially it was whether it was a personal foul whatever then people got mad about that so they put a flop warning in and I bring it up because Jay Billis the most probably prominent voice in college basketball at this point he kept saying like 
if you don't if you want to eliminate flops from from the sport just stop calling them because all you're doing now is is just angering fans because you know this looked like a flop but then you went to the monitor but then you did this but then you did that and it's like I, I that's kind of where I'm at with with this as well yeah it's like you said is like I get it's a tough call it's probably the toughest call uh you know certainly in basketball maybe in sports and I just I I don't know what the solution is to solving it but I don't know that like this weird, you know, it's an unsportsmanlike uh, foul that doesn't count against your foul total. But it's a, it's a, it's just, it's all confusing. And again, if you think a guy is flopping, just don't make a call. It's that simple. Let the game go on. Eventually, guys will stop doing it. Uh, and again, it just goes back to just my my time just being around college basketball yeah. as much as I have been. It helps. It does help because they too have realized there is there is a difference between taking the charge and just flopping yep. or feeling like there's maybe like an elbow, like on a, you know, on a, a swing through play or, you know, I guess you could have a, a scenario like that where someone pretends they got hit in the chin and falls down. Not so much of guy just stands underneath the basket, you know, arms crossed and waits to get barreled over or is late getting into this position. Those are two different things, but to your point and to what Jay Billis has said, yeah, it's the, it's, yeah, just stop calling it. Just stop. If if that's what your call is, then that's what your call is. It almost feels like it's the pendulum swinging the exact other way. And at some point, you 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 can't go that far. And and I think that's what the NBA is doing right now. No, I agree. It's going a yeah. little too far. I I agree. And again, I understand what happened in the playoffs. Giannis and John Morant both getting hurt on block charge calls. Mm-hmm. You want your superstars out there. You want a way to clean it up, but. I don't know that this feels like the way to do it is all. Aaron Torres cleaned it up for me. That's why we've got him. Get him on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. I'm definitely going to check it out. I was going to check out what Mark Medina has to say, our Fox Sports Radio NBA insider and also the Sporting Tribune, joining Aaron Torres and myself, Dan Byer, in for Camino and Rich today. Mark, uh, happy day after fourth. How are you? I'm doing great talking with you guys, and happy Blade 4 too. Hope uh, you could hit the recharge button, and thankfully there were no uh, of those major blockbuster deals that happened in the NBA. <laughs> you may want to wish Aaron a happy anniversary. Uh, happy anniversary as well, yep. 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 I forgot yep. to do it this morning for my wife, so, you know, it's like one degree of separation, Mark, so I appreciate that. <laughs> Mrs. Torres does as well. So. Medina wished Aaron happy anniversary quicker than Aaron did his wife this morning. That is like, actually correct. That is true. That is That actually happened. Um, we're not going to talk about anniversary we are going to talk about divorces we aren't going to have a damien we aren't going to be talking about damien lillard or James i am or i am okay. i'm not talking <laughs> about the torres family me. i don't know if you got a call during the break that i missed or something but. <laughs> this just in let's go to isaac long no i'm kidding the damien lillard portland divorce that we expect aaron and i are not making up a topic about it today but as of right now where does this trade talk stand? Is it on Miami's, you know, is the ball in their court to try to figure out a package? Is it on in Portland's court to, to try to figure out what package out there they actually want and who would want to take Tyler Hero? Where are we when it comes to Dame leaving Portland? I think that we are in the middle stages where this might be like Groundhog's Day for maybe even the rest of the summer because, you know, Portland, they're definitely going to accommodate Damian Lillard's trade request in the sense that they'll make calls and also receive calls to see what's on the market. But 
in their eyes, they're not going to pull a trigger on what until they consider what's a fair deal. Now, fair deal isn't oh value for value because rarely do you get that with a star player that wants out. But can they find a trade that ensures that they still have a pathway to make the playoffs? And it is a weird gray area because part of the reason why Damian Lillard wants out in the first place is clearly they've been making moves. You know, a lot using the number three pick with Scoot Henderson instead of trading it or signing Jeremy Grant to an enormous contract as moves that show that they're not going to be a contending mix, uh, but they're also not going to be a team that's going to be in the lottery. They, they might just be the team that was what happened when Damian Lillard was there the entire time of a sneaky good playoff team. So because of that, this isn't going to be Washington, and because of that, um, let's buckle up because we might be talking about this for quite a while. So Mark, Dan and I were in on Monday for Covino and Rich, and one thing we talked about is, is obviously, look, what's going on with James Harden? And I guess my question for you, for whomever ends up with James Harden, what is realistic to expect from him when you get him? Because I look at him as a guy who is covered as though he completely changes your organization. And I think in reality, he's your second, maybe even third at this point, best player on a really, really good team. Is that fair to say? Yeah, it's completely fair to say. Look, it's already happened. When he left the Houston Rockets, he joined a Brooklyn Nets team that had Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. He was the third option there. Um, you know, with Philadelphia probably second, obviously behind Joel Embiid. But I think the problem here is that not only are you having to sign up for James Harden and how he fits in as a third option when he wants to be a number two or number one, but you're also factoring in his durability history, which hasn't been great. You're also factoring in what amount of depth are you giving giving up to get a player of James Harden's caliber. And so when I'm looking at the most likely scenario, the Clippers, I think that they should just stay away from it. I mean, it it might be nice theoretically that the Clippers are willing to go all in to try to give Kawhi Leonard and Paul George one last shot of a championship. And theoretically they're, possible last season with them because they could both opt out of their player options next summer. But why would you sign up for another star that has durability issues when you already have two stars that have durability issues? So while the Clippers, they're not a finished product with just the fact that they retained Russell Westbrook and got Mason, you know, retained Mason Plumley and they're going younger. I think that's actually a much better avenue for success than pouring all your chips in James Harden because there's at least more availability uh, than you would have with James Harden. That's saying a lot because availability is already going to be an issue with the Clippers because we just don't know if Kawhi and, and Paul George can ever stay healthy consistently. Mark Medina, our Fox Sports Radio NBA insider, joining us here on Cavino and Rich. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Bayer. In for the guys today, you can catch Mark on Twitter at MarkG underscore Medina. I know Aaron's thoughts on this and his opinion. I'm going to ask you, Mark Medina, has anybody closed the gap on Denver? Uh, not uh, just the, at least in the West. It's better better to look at it that way. Anybody in the West closed the gap on on the Denver Nuggets? Well, I'm backing up what Aaron Torres has said oh, smart days here. The Lakers made great moves. Uh, you know, all things considered, of not going big game hunting and really uh, surrounding LeBron and, and Anthony Davis with the right supporting cast, with retaining key guys and adding key pieces. So if I had to handicap it now, I think Denver's still at number one, even though, you know, Bruce Brown and Jeff Green are huge departures. You know, they still have Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray, good coach, and Michael Malone. So I, it might be a tie. I had the Lakers or Suns at number two. 
I think the Suns, I'm heavily surprised that, yeah, Bradley Beal was a good trade, but I had a lot of questions about how are they going to round out the rest of their bench. But by getting a veteran like Eric Gordon, that leaves me uh, feeling confident that they can get other caliber players on veteran minimum deals. And it's almost like a good thing that they didn't have any depth because they can promise someone like Eric Gordon, hey, you're going to have a significant role on a championship contending team that has Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton. Um, so, yeah, I would say Suns and, and Lakers are number two, you know, two or two A or three. Um, and then everything else is kind of up in the air when you're looking at Warriors, Clippers, Kings, Grizzlies. Uh, it's all fluid at this point. So, Mark, I want to circle back to Damian Lillard and kind of ask you a similar question. Um, you know, if he does end up with Miami, I think there's this automatic assumption of, well, you know, they won the East, made the finals, and now they're adding Damian Lillard. But it's worth noting, like, they were obviously the eight seed. Dan's Bucks were awesome all regular season again. And, oh, by the way, to get a Damian Lillard, you're probably going to be giving up Tyler Hero, going to be giving up Duncan Robinson, and then, of course, you lost guys like Max Struess and, and, and others in free agency. Like, do, does Damian Lillard with Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo and whatever else you piece together – do you deem them the favorites in the East? Do you deem them in that top? Like, like what what do you deem them as if Damian Lillard does end up in Miami? Yeah, I would still uh, put Milwaukee at number one uh, with Miami. I would think I'd put them at two or three, either ahead or behind Boston, but it would also depend if they pull this trade off. Obviously, what did Miami have to give up in return? And then secondly, can they follow the Suns' route of then, you know, almost having this bidding war, not in dollars, but in just leverage sense of getting other established players on veteran minimum deals? Do they have a bigger selling point than the Suns do? And I would think that because of the durability concerns, that the Suns have had with Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, DeAndre, and Bradley Beal, that the, the Heat would be more of a selling point, and they also have more of a history of continuity and stability because of Eric Spolster and Pat Riley. But it's it's all fluid at this point. I think the weird thing about Miami is that they don't. I don't think that they quite have enough to convince Portland to move the trigger and accept a Damian Lillard deal, but they're also in danger of giving up too much, especially if they get a third team involved that's willing to take some of the combination of expiring contracts or draft picks that either party won't accept. Um, So it's very much a gray area, but I think philosophically, if they somehow pull it off, I'd put them at two or three in the East. But Milwaukee, even though we heard the news about Giannis' procedure, I don't think that's a serious thing. And it happened last month. He'll have time to recover. And the fact that they pretty much had the band back together with retaining Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, adding Robin Lopez, his twin brother, who's a close friend, they're pretty low from top to bottom. And I also suspect that they're going to execute a lot better with Adrian Griffin with just kind of the newness of having a first-year head coach and maybe him bringing a fresh voice that Mike Bullenholzer wasn't able to do last season. Yeah, I think they said that, hey, it's this is Bud's fault. 
It's plan as day. Uh, Mark Medina, appreciate the time. Always great talking to you. I can't wait to talk to you again. Appreciate it, man. I appreciate you guys, and happy belated fourth. And I won't forget that anniversary day now that I know it. Thank you, Mark. And Mark, it's his birthday tomorrow as well. So it's a week for Aaron Torres. Yes. Man, this is a a huge party, I'm sure, that's going to take place at some point this week. You should should text him at 5 a.m. so you can beat his wife for wishing him happy birthday. Yes, that'd be good. Yeah, then you get even. I have a feeling she's going to forget it's my birthday tomorrow. I'm just going to throw it out there. We're going to get so wrapped up. But I mean, this is the, the problem with getting married the day before your birthday. Is your birthday essentially gets forgotten. And uh, I, have a, I have a sense that it's going to be kind of uh, water under the bridge that uh, tomorrow's actually my birthday. So. Don't worry. Your birthday gets forgotten no matter when you get married. There you, uh, thanks, oh, okay. Mark. We okay. appreciate it. Yeah. We appreciate it, Mark. We'll let you go. Yeah, Mark Medina's gone. I'm just kidding. No, my I, wife does a great job in celebrating my birthday. Well, one more thing, too. I forgot to mention this, and I know you know this, but uh, so July 5th is my wedding anniversary. July 6th is my birthday. July 4th is actually my Fox Sports Radio anniversary. Wow. July 4th, 2017, did my first show with Mike Harmon. It was in the lead-up to Lonzo Ball's debut in Summer League. We talked a lot about that. I think it was the day Gordon Hayward signed with the Celtics, so that was a big thing. Uh, so, yeah, five, a six-year anniversary of, of my debut on Fox Sports Radio. And I appreciate everybody here for making me so feel so welcome in the six years since. Jason Stewart just gave himself a big pat on the back. So It's the week of Torres here on Fox <laughs> Sports Radio. This show brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. He is Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer in for Cavino and Rich, live from the TireRack.com studios. And Aaron and I have had this dilemma for years. But did we just fall backwards into the solution in saving the 4th of July sporting day? I think we did. We'll tell you what it is next year on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, thanks for listening to the best of Cavino and Rich podcast. Be sure to catch us live every day from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Cavino and Rich at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Cavino and Rich here, and whether you're headed to a campus to see some college baseball, meet up with old friends, or show off the alma mater to your kids, spring is prime time in college towns. And if you're planning a trip, two words for you, graduate hotels. There's no better place to stay. You know we're fans. We were at the Nashville location, and it was sweet. Definitely recommend it. So listen, when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. And, hey, if you're already looking ahead to college football season, you could book rooms at Graduate Hotel this fall as well. But we'll warn you, reservations for those big weekends fill up fast, so go there sooner than later. Head to graduatehotels.com. And, again, up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. 
Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kavino and Rich on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Dan Beyer. He's Aaron Torres in for the guys today. They were in for Dan Patrick earlier on Fox Sports Radio. John Ramos is here. So is Jason Stewart and Isaac Lohenkron. You know, we've had this conversation over the last couple of days, Aaron. Uh, you and I have had it over the last couple of years. Yesterday on the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio, which was in for the Dan Patrick show, which Jason, John, and I are a part of. Doug talked about this as well what to do with the 4th of July in sports, you know, tying in what we've talked about Thanksgiving in the NFL, the NBA had Christmas day, the NFL may be taking that away, but you know, there's college football and new year's day, but the 4th of July just is not capitalized. And I think you and I have had a couple of brainstorming sessions over the last couple of years to try to solve this issue. Right. I mean, it's, I feel like it's been at least two or three years. We've tried to come up with a solution and the, we, we haven't been able to find a solution. I think we may have fallen backwards into one, but this has been something that you and I have been efforting on for a while. Hundred. Well, I know it's been at least two or three years that we've been talking about the idea that every other sport has seemed to claim a holiday, uh, all the ones you mentioned, and uh, we've been trying to figure out for years why baseball or, as it turns out, and I know you're going to set this up very nicely, why baseball or someone else has not taken full advantage of July 4th. Well, you were talking with your wife last night about uh, what, maybe getting something to eat. And mm-hmm. She said it was going to be pretty busy, right? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, why is it going to be busy? Well, that's exactly it. Yeah, I live in the Pasadena area, and we wanted to grab food on July 4th. We didn't have company, nothing like that. We weren't grilling. And I said, well, let's just go grab a bite to eat. She said, well, you know, it's going to be crazy outside. I said, why? She goes, oh, there's a big game at the Rose Bowl tonight. I had, El, I had no idea. Sorry, go ahead. El Trafico, yes. yes. LAFC taking on the LA Galaxy. 82,110 was the attendance. 82,000 for an MLS game set the all-time record. The mark was set last year by Charlotte on a game that was scheduled in late February but was postponed because of the thunderstorms that we had and the storms that we had in Southern California, which basically felt like all winter. The MLS fell backwards into this, and they now have struck gold. I, I know Isaac kind of lives in the, in the area. I know John's out there as well. Yep. Was was this was there, John, was there a buzz about this match yesterday that was going on at the Rose Bowl? There was, and in fact, an interesting point to it all was that, you know, I read the story that they closed the America, so that, to the Rose Bowl had the America Fest, which was a 4th of July extravaganza that yes. last year lost $500,000 because wow. of low attendance. And so they had this this year, and also fireworks, and they are now in the plus. Hmm. City of Patsy and the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl was losing money is what it was. And Aaron, uh, just so you know, that was the event that uh, 
17, 18 years ago, I broke up with my girlfriend at the fireworks what? place. Yes. Because <laughs> at the America Fest? Yeah, that was that was the you know the the fireworks fest at yeah. the Rose Bowl, right? Yeah. Yes. That's what it was. That was the event where I just I'm like, I cannot do this any longer. Like this thing has just got to end and it ended that night. Hmm. Maybe that was the reason. It was a drain <laughs> on everyone. Could she I hear know. you over the fireworks though? <laughs> <laughs> I had to wait till the next day. The nine hours of me complaining prior were probably a pretty good hint uh, in in trying to deal. Nothing like sitting in a canyon with 95-degree weather, starving and thirsty. (laughs) That that does real good. But 82,000 showed up last night. If you're the MLS, this is your yearly thing now. This is it. I agree. No, I think, and, and it just goes to what we have talked about so many times, Dan, is that all of these other sports have figured out a way to pick a holiday and take advantage of it. But one thing you and I were talking about is, you know, the NBA was forever known as being the Christmas Day kind of uh, uh, sporting event. And then two years ago in 2021, basically the NBA coming off of the bubble, they or 2020 into 2021, excuse me, they, coming off the bubble, the NBA wasn't sure if they were going to start in time for Christmas Day. And the NFL just basically said, you know what? We'll just schedule a game there anyway. It ends up doing really well. And now the NFL basically has a lot of games on Christmas Day. And I see no reason why the MLS shouldn't do the same. Make it your day. Make it your thing. Celebrate your league. Celebrate America. Because Major League Baseball simply has not taken advantage of it. And I don't know enough about the MLS to know what games you can put together to make it the most appealing slate possible. But like you said, whether they stumbled into it or not, and it sure does sound like they stumbled into it, Take full advantage because I think there is a huge gap in sports and sports coverage on 4th of July. Uh, even even last night I was looking for it. So. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Beyer. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts more Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. 
Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.